You're listening to the Over a Drink podcast, the podcast dedicated to normalizing normal men talking about normal things, sharing testimonies and putting purpose to pain. My name is Mitch Parsons, and I am your host. The Over a Drink podcast uh, video edition. This is awesome. Uh, this is going to be my my intro to a YouTube channel, I guess. I just decided that like 10 minutes ago. You guys are looking at us, so I kind of feel like I have to intro him earlier. This is my friend Andy, Andy Garcia. Uh, Andy is awesome for this reason. He met me one time, and then he completely helped me set up my studio. He's a he's a video guru, video lighter, lighting and production and... Um, he's a videographer, cinema, cinematographer, that's a word. Yep. He's a cinematographer, uh, went to film school. Um, actually he went to film school, but he has, do you, did, did you actually drop out? Cause you have a I podcast. Okay. Your I podcast did. is called the film school dropouts. Um, he has a yep. podcast. Uh, it's a little misleading, but that's okay. Yeah. Now I feel lied to. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the over a drink podcast is, um, something that I've been always wanting a video for but haven't been technically sound enough to do and Riverside FM has made it very easy for me to do um and so I get to have Andy on I met Andy in Arizona he was uh you were not were you interning or were you on staff I was on staff you were on he was on staff um at a church down in Arizona and Jess and her team had a uh, a worship night there and my favorite thing is getting to know all the people behind the scenes at those uh, events. Um, and so Andy and I made friends and stayed connected. And uh, for some reason, he followed me on Instagram, which, Lord, Lord help him. Uh, I'm not on Instagram anymore. So shout out okay. to not being on Instagram. But Andy, That's good. Um, dude, Instagram is so bad for you. We all know that it's bad for us yep. is the thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we still consume it and we allow it to consume us yeah so all that to say andy will you we're going up an elevator um okay oh yeah the music playing and if if you're listening to this audibly go look me up on youtube officially it'll just be the overdrink podcast um and if it doesn't make sense to where i'm like oh you can see andy well it's because you can't and you're on a podcast but you could go see him if you looked at him on youtube yeah Yeah, he is good looking let me tell you Um, so trying to keep uh, up with Mitch. Oh, come on now. Um, you sound like me. Um, uh, Andy, we're in a, a New York hotel. It's a big mm. skyscraper. Um, and you're on floor 10, but the lady next to you is going to hit the button four times just for fun because she doesn't remember where she lives. So uh, She's the worst. She's the worst. And then so you have that much time to tell me standing next to you yeah. uh, about yourself. Yeah, my name is Andy Garcia. Mitch said that. So this is already wasted time. Um, I'm a filmmaker through and through. I'm a storyteller, um, and I've always been. And uh, it's been really cool um, in my adult life to get to marry that with my passion for the Lord and ultimately sharing the best story ever told. And uh, so that's what I do every day is I just uh, I continue to pursue a career in filmmaking and uh just so I can tell my own stories that bring glory to Christ. And um, I feel like, yeah, that's that's kind of my only purpose in the world. And, and the more I do that, the the more I've fulfilled that purpose. So, um, hey. yeah, that's, that's all there is to it. I love it. Well, 
your purpose is also to love people and to love me, and you have very well. Oh, and so I, you're very kind. You know, dude, you seriously, you're the generosity that you have. There's generosity like fiscally, but there's also generosity of time, and I think that that is actually more valuable. And so, you willingly and freely gave. I'm someone who is very busy and it's annoying. And so I'm like, oh, dude, actually, can we go 15 minutes later? Or, oh, shoot, I'm so sorry. Can we please, like, I'm my daughter and then, like, like, the dog is eating something and my daughter's trying to eat my dog. Like, can you? And you've just been so graceful and gracious. And so I appreciate you, man. And so oh, you. Um, you live where? I live in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay. I work a lot in Atlanta, Georgia, which is about two hours away from here. So. Okay. Tell me what you're working on right now. Right now, I'm not working on much. Um, I have an upcoming movie in April, so I'm just kind of resting before that because working on movies is mayhem, and so it's yeah. a lot of on-off. But when you're when you're on, your it's your life. So. Yeah, I know. I, I get recruited often as eye candy from movies. I've never really like mm-hmm. any roles, but it's like an extra, and they're like, you just need someone to stand next to, so the contrast, like the actor, can actually look good, you know. So they put like the ugly <laughs> one next to me, or they put sure. the the, the good looking one next to me, and they're like, wow. Right. You know what I mean? He's really good looking. He's like, wow. <laughs> Look at the ugly guy next to him. Is that um, how they present it when they ask you to do it? <laughs> yeah, but then the, when I see that they're going to like pay me, I'm like, oh, you know, you know my, yeah. my self-esteem can just recover by the money. You know? Right, right, that right. It has never happened in my life. Um, but Andy, uh, man, I, I'd love for you. So one thing that I'm very, um, I think proud of would be a word, but just like um, – I, I try to maintain in this is that this podcast is Holy Spirit led. And sometimes that means that we go places that I was not expecting, planning, or honestly, sometimes as it's happening, I'm like, why are we doing this? But the coolest thing has been that when those moments happen, without fail, someone will slide into the DMs and be like, dude, when Andy started talking about the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I also had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I'm like, yeah cool god like so like here's the thing i would love for you to share with me wherever the holy spirit is putting on your heart to start um your testimony would you um would you yeah i would i uh, i love that i love that that's the heart and soul of this this podcast that's incredible um yeah man uh i have been incredibly blessed to have grown up in an incredibly strong, uh, Christian household with, um, fantastic models in the faith, both with both my parents. Um, and so, you know, I was telling this to you a while ago, but I've never had that like deep come to Jesus moment. Jesus has always kind of been in my life. And so, uh, as I was thinking today about like kind of what we would talk about, um, I realized that that's not like it, the two different, perspectives pose different challenges. Um, when the people that have that coming to Jesus moment, like you, you typically hear that they're like at rock bottom and they have to get to this really like dark place in their life before they can finally, you know, open up to the idea that there might be a God out there Yeah, and then they find Christ. Um, what's interesting about growing up knowing Christ is that you kind of have this very like big ethereal view of who he is because you know so much about him after learning it in Sunday school and your parents teach you all these things and you go to maybe a private school and you learn about it there too. You have to like discover who he is like on a personal level. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very different challenges. And so that's kind of been my testimony and, and my faith walk is really learning who Jesus Christ is and how he's like a personal figure for me in my life, like on a, on a deep and 
like a, a deeply connected level, like, just mm-hmm. as much as you and I are friends. Like he's also, he's also there. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's, it's kind of just been the the story since I was probably, you know, a high schooler and um, yeah. seeing kids my age go in very different directions. Um, I, I also have the privilege of being, a, you know, the, the baby of the family. I have one older sister and uh, she took very differently to the upbringing that we both had and kind of said, uh, screw all that. I'm going to yeah. go do my own thing. And, uh, I just kind of saw what worked and what didn't through her example. Um, she got into a lot of trouble, uh, dealt with a lot of hardship that she brought on herself. And, uh, I was like, just through observation, kind of learning, like maybe there's something actually to what, you know, my, my parents have taught us, um, because clearly that's not working. (laughs) And so, uh, it kind of, you know, I was just kind of set up, um, from the get go to kind of explore, you know, Christianity and the, the idea that it might already be the right answer to this crazy thing that we try to figure out every day called life. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of, kind of been on that journey of discovering Christ and learning who he is. I love that you said yeah. that. Cause yeah. I think, first of all, I mean, you, you talk about, uh, one of the things is like, dude, my testimony is boring. And like, and, and I'm like, here's the thing is like, that is, not a bad thing like there and there are a lot of people i you would be surprised at how many people I'm like dude you should come share your testimony and like my testimony is boring it doesn't nothing happen and i was like hmm. come talk about that like talk because here's the thing like you said your sister brought a lot of people me like a lot of people brought stuff on them through their own choices by by like walking off of the path that the lord had set before them and like right. i you are an example and like a, a good place to like, I think one of the things that I'm passionate about is like that more recently that I've discovered I'm passionate about is like, I have always been like, I've had to be in the last couple of years, a tra- like a trailblazer. We were the first ones, my wife and I were the first ones married, first ones to buy a house, first ones to have babies, first one will be the first ones to have two babies. So it's like, none of our friends have gone before us. So I don't have anybody to learn from right. that. That's in my same age group. I have people that are 10 years older than me, but that's more mentorship than it is. Right. So for you to come on and be like, dude, I walked the walk and, and look at, I, I didn't have to walk through the eye of the storm. Like yeah. I went around it. Like yeah. I, and so like kudos to you. Like I, I, I think, um, the fact that you want, like, I think that's something that we're constantly, at least I'm constantly trying to find the right place to put God, right? Mm-hmm. Like putting him in his right place is such a hard concept because yeah. he is friend. But he's also right. king, and he's also father, and he's also healer, and he's also comforter. So, like, yeah. as someone who likes to think black and white, I'm like, you are God. Mm-hmm. And for you, you're walking in the aspect right now of, like, okay, God, like, I've been taught. There's also God that you're taught. There's God that you're taught. There's God that you're experienced. There's God that right. you read about. There's God that, you like, there's God that talk, talks about himself, and that's the one that's real. <laughs> but, <Yeah>. but like, <laughs> but, like, truly... I think that you're in a cool spot um, because you're getting taught by the one that he is also teacher. So like how, how though, okay. In your, in your walk, um, how has that affected your relationships um, and affected your, your work going into, because mind you, like you, your testimony is, I'd be curious to know the percentage of people who believe what you believe in your testimony and as far as like it's boring um 
I keep doing that if you can't see me. Is it boring? Um, because <laughs> like because that's how people say it, and I'm yeah. just like, um, how have you experienced going into a, like a church setting where I don't know? I feel like there's such a wide breadth of testimonies. Yeah, have you felt shame in being? Like walking the path of the narrow? Yeah, I mean <clears throat> yeah, and it's it's not brought on by anyone, right? Like that's the that's the thing, and that's ultimately you kind of learn that the idea of like being ashamed of being boring is is not like that's not godly. That's that's like straight up a lie. Yeah. Um because that yeah, I mean, even though you feel that shame, it's it's it all starts in here. You know, I've yeah. never had anyone older than me, younger than me you know, appear say, Oh, that's it. Like that's, that's your story. You know, like, yeah. you're on staff at a church, you do all this cool stuff and, and that's like, that's it. You yeah. Know? No one's ever told me that. Um, and so, yeah, it's, I, I felt it, but it's, it's just probably like down to insecurities and, and then, you know, the, the enemy kind of like feeds on that and, and oh, makes yeah. you really believe it. But it, I mean, I, once you recognize that's what it is, ultimately you can kind of be like, no, I mean, like you said, there's, there's power and value in this just as much as there is in anyone's testimony. And that's like straight up out of God's word, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a tool to be, to be used is your, is your testimony. And so to neglect it and to think of it as anything less than is, is doing yourself a big disservice, the people around you a big disservice. And it's kind of mis- minimizing God to an extent as well, because mm. you're kind of saying, you didn't do like an interesting job bringing me to you, you know? Yeah. Like, How dare you so. keep me from harm's way? Yeah. Dang it, God. Oh. You love me too much. You, so, you, you love me less, God. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think oftentimes you said that our testimony is a tool. And I've always, like, I love that you said tool. Because, like, mm-hmm. I've always viewed it as a weapon. And mm-hmm. weapons are, are, like, they have their place. But right. tools, like, yours could be a flashlight. As far yeah. as like, I'm gonna shine a light on like the the path that you should be walking on, and like, True. and I'm gonna like, or it could be something along the lines of like, dude, truly, like uh, when like when what would the are you an outdoorsy person? You like being outdoors? Uh, not so much. Not, okay, so there's a there's somewhere along the line on Animal Planet, I saw something where people would like be hiking through the rainforest or something, and they have a rope around their waist and a string back to the person behind them who has a rope around mm-hmm. there. They're all tied together, but the person in front is leading. Like you, that could be your testimony. That could be the tool. You're like leading people, and like right. I love that. Um, with with. With that though, that doesn't mean that you haven't had challenges and and faced like. I wish. Uh, yeah, I mean that doesn't mean there aren't storms. It just means that you didn't self inflict. You didn't go when you're a senior in high school, drink a whole bottle of vodka, and then like run through Sonic with your clothes off because I did that like an idiot. Like I should not have done that, but I did, and then I got that in trouble like a for great it. Story. Uh, it. We'll leave it for another time. Um, <laughs> but like that happened, and like I, I know people who have done that. Also, like not a same story, but like at the same time, you're you have you have had storms. Like I would imagine that moving from Arizona to Tennessee was not easy. No, and it wasn't the first time that I that I went through that either. I've I've moved quite a few times. Will you talk about that? Yeah, Um, my dad. My dad's like a. I think he's second 
gen- generation Cuban. My so my dad's parents moved here from Cuba. Okay. Okay. Um, like in the fifties, right before the Castro thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad was kind of it was instilled in him and rightfully so to kind of just like really make the most out of your opportunities and so in his career that led him to to move a lot to to get the next best job to get the next promotion um and as a kid you know it's it's kind of whatever um but the first time i remember really being impacted by a move was uh, i was living in cincinnati um cincinnati ohio i went to high school there i started college there and my dad and my family wanted to move to arizona and that was different because, you know, I was 19 going on 20. I kind of had a choice, right? Yeah. As as a kid, you're not like, you know, you're kind of just going along with whatever. You don't even really yeah. know better anyways. But as a 19 or 20-year-old in, in college and I had my first job and I had, I had like a pretty like up-and-coming life. Like I was really excited about it. Yeah. Um, my parents were like, hey, you know, we're planning on moving. And uh, I had a relationship at the time as well. And um I really considered it and I was like, should I stay here? Like, there's no reason for me not to, not to stay here. And I remember praying and like fasting about this and like genuinely seeking the Lord. And I just remember him telling me like, you got to go, you got to move. And I did. And I learned in that move that you can follow the instructions of the Lord and be very bitter about it (laughs) and have a very bad attitude about it. And, uh, that's kind of what happened. I moved and, um, I moved like in the dead of the summer too. So I like wasn't in school when I moved um, to Phoenix, to Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to Phoenix, Arizona. So I was in like literal hell and spiritual hell. Um, no, but yeah, I, my, I had no school starting for like a month. Um, I, I was trying to find like a church to get involved in. I had no friends. Um, and my parents like went on vacation pretty recently after we moved too. So I was just like alone and, uh, I was like, I was bitter, man. Like I was sitting there and I was like, you know, when I, when I follow your instruction, right? Like blessing is supposed to follow that. And I'm sitting here and I'm waiting and I feel way worse than if I had just stayed there, you know? And I was, I was, I was like mad. Hmm. Um, and of course that didn't like change overnight. But I think if I had to kind of summarize understanding and learning who God is personally, it would be just like in his faithfulness, like kind of that journey of, hey, I gave you an instruction and you've been obedient. You got to trust me that I'm going to like take care of you, you know, and that's that's kind of what I learned when I moved to Arizona. Um, Like everything that I thought I had in, in Cincinnati was just like like perfectly realized in my move to Arizona. I went into Mm. like a much better career. I, um, I found like a much better school and actually like got a degree in what I wanted to do. Um, I got into a much better relationship. My, my relationship in Phoenix, I was there in uh, Arizona and sorry, in Cincinnati. I was, uh, I was dating someone that it wasn't even saved and I was trying to like witness to them while we were dating. And it was just like, it was a mess. Um, but when, when I, when I moved to Arizona, I got into a really good relationship with, you know, another Christian and everything was just so much better. And I, and now when I'm in those, those times when I'm like waiting for God's blessing to like show up in my life, I'm like, it's really easy to be bitter about it and be upset with where you are, but it's honestly so selfish because you know God's going to do something in your life. It's it's a matter of when. And yeah. if you can like really be thankful even now and just be like thankful in in the anticipation of what's to come, 
because you know he's gonna you know he's gonna deliver like that's that's who he is yeah um it might not be how you imagine it it might not be how you thought it would be at first but it'll be perfect and it'll be like better than anything you could have imagined because it's god and it's his his divine plan and so just seeing that aspect of god's faithfulness i think really made it you know prevalent in my life that like this this is like something worth investing my life into you know like yeah there's nothing better to invest my life into yeah wow dude that's that's a hard thing to learn though um the we live in a society in a world of instant gratification um i want my i want my candy now like and it's hard man recently for me has been so hard because i i heard from the lord and put my faith in something that I heard and then it didn't work out the way that I had imagined. Right. And then I was pissed and I'm in this season of like, or I was like in this like rut of like, God, you said you were good and this yeah. is not good. Yep. Uh, like, and how silly of me as a human in my little brain to be like, I don't understand God. This isn't good because I don't understand. Right. And it's really hard. Like I'm giving myself grace because I know that I'm a human Mm-hmm. You are a superhuman, apparently. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. In fact, I used to, I used to tell myself as an excuse. Like, and I remember talking to one of my best friends, like on the phone about this, and being like, you know, Jesus cried. You know, he had Jesus emotion. wept. I would use that as like as a, as a you know as a way to justify how I was feeling towards God. Like, yeah. as a as a you know as a justification for shaking my fist at him, and that, that's yeah. like that's terrible. I'm so. if we're being like very honest, I'm still in this like oh literally this morning, like I, I used to get up I mean, my whole life I've gone up early for quiet time. It's just been a thing that I love. Um and the last couple weeks I've just been like God I'm I actually wrote a blog post about it. I don't know if I'm gonna take it down. I have a blog called Mitch Talks Mental and the oh, title for the uh for the blog post and the drawing that I put up was um, God, I love you, but I'm just like really mad at you right now. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was God, I love you. I just really don't like you right now. Yeah. Um, because you can love someone and not like them. And, sure. um, but it was out of like, it's so silly. But like, even this morning, actually, I need guys. You, if you hear this, I am an example to learn from, not to emulate. <laughs> um, I. The last three mornings, without my alarm, I've woken up at 5.30 and just laid there. And it's like, go downstairs and read your Bible. And I'm like, yeah. no, I don't want to this morning. Right. And I lay there and I don't go back to sleep. But like a little pouty teenager, I'm like, I'm not going downstairs. I'm staying right here in my bed. Like, um, And like, I'm like, but I don't think that, that I mean, it's, I'm not going to say it's right. But like, it's not un. un common i don't think to feel that way and if it is shoot i need to work it out but like i and i do need to work it out but um man i i'm thankful that you brought that up like how how have you in um in that because now so are you still dating the girl from phoenix no mm -mm. are you dating anybody you're dating i'm single right now you're you're single ladies Um, but, um, I know somebody if you're looking, um, (laughs) I got a basement. I'm in it. Um, then we could do this in person. Ooh, that's right there. 
That was not me flexing. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was. It's right there. Um, After he said, "Ladies, <laughs> no, I'm he's, married." He's, he's taken. <laughs> I put a ring on it. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, man, I I'm curious because so, how old are you now? I'm 24. You're 24. Oh, you youngster. Um, Maybe. I'm 27. Might as well call me grandpa. Um, yeah, with this skin. Uh, but, um, man, I, I'm curious because you're still in a season of waiting right now, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you moved to Arizona, you had a job, you got led called away from that. And I am very proud of you. I've talked to you about this. I'm very proud of you. I'm a dreamer. So for anybody who wants to pursue their dreams sometimes that means going against the societal it means swimming upstream and like going against yeah. the grain and like right now you're living with your parents right i have my own place you have your own place I oh have, i thought but I your parents are from close. okay yeah. i thought when you said oh well look at me but you you moved home right mm -hmm. essentially yep to pursue your dream and you're so we're still not, we're not actually from here they, they wanted to retire here oh so you're moving so. to your parents but you still move to your parents right <clears throat> yeah 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 okay, my whole okay. yeah my whole family has moved here now but yeah they, they're not from here okay okay but all that to say as i say that like you have picked up and moved again mm -hmm. um you're the israelites right now <laughs> oh, yeah. um and, yeah so 40 years I, in the making 40 years but i, I rebuke that um <laughs> unless it's god's divine plan in which case need, yeah, enjoy it like it. um but like how has it been um you're truly following like the cloud right now the cloud and the pillar of fire. Um, mm. How has that been as, as someone who you are ambitious, you have dreams, you have goals, but like I'm somebody who um, I need to learn my lesson. I am the Israelites also because I don't learn my lesson. I worship freaking gold cows. Um, I don't actually, but, um, but, <laughs> but like I'm one who's like, okay, I have a dream. I'm going to go get it by myself. I Lord, thank you for this dream. Here I go. I'm going to go run. You're having to like do a little bit of an opposite. Um, does it make sense? Does the question that I'm asking make sense? Like how is, how is processing been, um, being in the waiting? Um, it's hard. Um, mm. I would say, I would say like we're kind of at a perpetual waiting. Um, I think that's especially true for ambitious people with a lot of drive because you're never where you want to be, you know? Mm. And I, it's it's really hard to balance like feeling like you're arrived and feeling like you're living in the promise of God with complacency. That's a really mm -hmm. hard thing to kind of weigh. Because um, I will tell you, when I was when I was living in Arizona, um, that was a real consideration for me to stay there. Um, I was the video director at that church. Um, the girl I was dating was also on staff there, um, and that was like a genuine like like a prospective life for yeah. me there. Um, but the, the, and I, obviously I was like, man, I'm living in the blessing of God. Right. Like yeah. I just talked about, I was waiting for that when I moved there and it, it took, it took several months for me to start even getting into that, um, that life. But by the time I met you, I was like, I was like living it. I was like, this yeah. is, this is great. Um, but I had always kind of known from like, I don't know, my, my middle teenage years that I, I'm a, I'm a really good writer and I feel like that's my, my gift that I'm going to used to, to write and then to make movies and, um, bring more awareness to Christianity and, and 
kind of my main goal is to kind of do, um, kind of right the wrongs that Christianity has kind of portrayed itself to be mm. in a sense. Um, and just bring a better understanding to the people that are like really shut off to Christianity. And that's always been my goal. That's always what I've felt like my, my purpose is. And I had to really like ask myself is working at a church fulfilling that, or am I just kind of like using my gift to kind of like already to, to reach the saved? Cause really mm. what I feel like I should be doing is reaching the lost. Um, being a filmmaker, being a, like a writer, th- those are geared towards a very secular world. And I feel like that's, that's my audience, but being a video director and, you know, sitting, sitting in church every Sunday and be like, this is great. It, it is great, but I don't know. I didn't know if it was m- living in my calling. And, um, so I really had to weigh that and all that to say in a very roundabout way about your question of waiting is I was really waiting back then too. I just, kind of thought that I had arrived and I was kind of getting complacent with it. Right. I was Mm. like, this is comfy. This is cool. Like this is a great life that I could have. And if I just settle down here, it's probably going to be awesome. Um, but when I really thought about it, it's like, I wasn't getting any closer to what I believe my goals to be. And so, Mm. um, I feel like I'm closer now being closer to a film hub and, and, and actually working in that business now. Um, but I'm still, yeah, I mean, I'm still waiting. Uh, I just feel closer. And as you get yeah. closer to the kind of that end goal, I feel like you start to build more excitement. It feels more tangible. Um, whereas back then it just feels like a pipe dream. It's yeah. like, I don't even know if that could happen. So I don't know if I should just like give up on it and settle mm. down with the opportunity here, you know? Yeah. So like, this is good enough, right? right. Like, right. I feel like the enemy is so fine with complacent. Like mm-hmm. if you aren't, if you're happy and like, I think that that's my wife talks about this a lot. Like we have a lot of sleepy Christians, a lot of Christians mm-hmm. who have just been lulled into this. Like I'm happy. I'm, I have, I'm married. I, I have the dream that is the, that society says that I should be happy with. Right. Yeah. Like, and here's the thing. And this is actually two weeks in a row. Actually this morning I talked about it, but it'll be two weeks in a row. Um, when I release it, um, is like, the enemy is referred to as the God of this world, which means that he defines what is viewed as success within this world. And so if he can create a social structure that makes it so that you settling into working at a church, that's perceived as good. Being married perceived as good. Like, like all these things, but you're not chasing after the dreams that the Lord put on your heart. He's fine with that. Yeah. And then the closer that you get to that, you're going to face more opposition because He's like, ah, you're you're actually you're actually starting to walk closer to what the Lord designed you for, and yeah. I don't like that. Um, yeah, I liked absolutely. you being I liked you being happy and complacent, yeah. which I, I think there's a misperception misconception that like the enemy wants to like ruin our lives. Like I think you can steal and kill and like be a thief of joy. In the fact that like you're not realizing a hundred percent of your joy, you're in, you're sitting yeah. at you're sitting at seventy percent, and he's stealing the other thirty. Like mm-hmm. he's happy with you sitting at seventy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, you could run your life into the ground and be at zero percent joy. But <laughs> and but he if he can't get for someone like you who you have a good relationship with the Lord, you 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 walk, you hear from the Lord. Like he may just be like, hey, I actually I'm not going to get Andy with these other tricks, but. Mm. I'm going to keep him where he's at. Yeah. He's not going to move to Chattanooga. He's not going to go to Georgia. He's not going to, yep. um, I'm going to give him the stuff of the world that the world says is good. Right. Um, so dude, kudos to you. Shoot. Um, yeah, appreciate that. 
Um, as I drink my water bottle, guys, <laughs> drink water. Uh, this this is. I'd be interesting interested to. I have to stop drinking water. I drink too much water because then I pee all night. It's seven thirty here. Yeah. It's already. I've already set myself up that I'm gonna pee all night, and I am annoyed with myself. So at this point, I'm just gonna keep drinking. Um, man, might as well. I mean, truly. Um, okay, so this is this is uh, maybe it's not random. Um, how has been? It's not random. So relationships are hard. Um, you've gone from. So I think that you touched on something that is. Uh, it could be perceived wrong, um, but I think it's true. Um, evangelist dating is is not good for you. Um, I I I know that it can be perceived as something like righteous, and but dating and tying yourself to somebody who doesn't believe in the th- same things that you believe in is going. You're 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 tying your yoke or like yoking yourself with a co- someone pulling you in the opposite direction constantly, mm. whether they actively oppose you or not dragging their heels or standing still is this is still making your walk hard. Um, Absolutely. I say that. So you had a, you had a relationship like that. Then you had a relationship that was two church staff member, Christian mm. believers. And that is, is no longer, no longer. Yep. Yep. And so now you're single. Mm. How has being, because we live in a Christian culture that if you're not married with kids by the age of 21, you're behind. Um, yeah, yeah. I got married at 23 and I was like, saved by the bell. I barely got in. I got in there and everybody start a baby. Shoot. Yeah. Um, and that's crazy. First of all, I John came on last week and he was like, I got married late at 28. I'm like, that is not late. Like. Yeah. Yeah. But how has that been as as a man um, who is single at twenty four and you live in a Christian Christian culture? Um, yeah, it's it's similar to feeling shame about my testimony, right? It's I, I don't feel I, I've never been told like, hey, when's the girl coming? You yeah, know? <clears throat> maybe I have, um, but it's not common. <laughs> yeah, you know, what I'm trying to say. Um, I've definitely felt that pressure. I mean, all of my closest friends are. And I've been feeling this a lot lately, like right now, because I'm I'm more isolated in my my drive in my career than I've ever been. Yeah. Right, like I've I've moved so many times that all my best friends live in different states now. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and I don't really have a deep community here yet either because yeah. I'm, I'm still kind of new here. Um, but yeah, I'm, my my best friend just got married last year, and he he just had his his first daughter like last month. Um, wow. One of my friends from the, from the church that I worked at, um, who's more in like your stage of life where he's been married for a little while, has a son. Um, <clears throat> he's been in that stage of life for a while. Um, I think I met his son. Uh, I think you did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 great. Yeah. Um, you guys would be very good friends. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I have two other friends that are like getting married this year, and so I feel it a lot. I'm like, man, I'm getting left behind. Yeah. But <clears throat> I don't know. I just I've kind of really settled into the idea that because I've kind of found two relationships that have kind of led me astray and 
they haven't been like necessarily leading me astray, like in a very negative way. Um, especially like dating someone on staff and working at a church. Like that's, that's like a really good, I, I, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like that was a bad thing. Yeah. Um, that could have, that was like a very good life. And honestly, like I have to, I had to remind myself so much at the time, like not to take it for granted, like being so directly involved in ministry and like being a part of like life change every week is like a huge blessing. Yeah. And, uh, I don't want to make it sound like I wasn't appreciative of that because it, it, it really was like some of the most special, special times in my life. I felt like it, so it fulfilled. doesn't come across that way. You're, you're okay. It's yeah. Okay. Um, so, and, and people in that work in ministry, like they, they know that. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it was just leading me kind of off course a little bit. And so having experienced that one dating someone that wasn't even like a believer and then someone that was kind of headed in a completely different life path than me working in vocational ministry, kind of just like really been comforted by the idea that when someone comes along, that's like on the same course as me, it's just going to be so much better. Mm. Um, cause when my ex-girlfriend and I broke up, it, it wasn't like a case of like, Oh, I don't know if we, we like each other. It was like, I think we're headed in very different like directions, like calling wise. And I, for both of our sakes, especially hers, cause she was, you know, she was a kid's pastor. I don't ever want to be in a situation where I feel like we have to choose between like God's calling on our life. Yeah. Um, I feel like, like, and I felt like this is what I said at the time. I felt like y- you'll find someone that'll be so much better and more equipped to like support you in that. And the same is going to be true for me. And so that ultimately is what made that decision. And so I, I just kind of like remind myself of that no matter how lonely it gets, you know, like eventually someone's going to come along, right? I'll find someone that's going to be headed on the same course as I am. And the goals are going to align. The beliefs are going to align. Um, the drive is going to align. And it's just going to make things so much better. You, you talked about like someone standing still or pulling you back makes you slower, but someone like, running with you in the same direction makes you two times faster. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you're kind of just like veering in like slightly different directions, it it kind of works the same way as, you know, being with someone that pulls you in the opposite direction. Cause it's not, it's not straight. It's not like the direction that God wants for you. And so there's going to be adversity and you can work through that, but why would, you know, why would you settle down and, and just like choose to work through something that is hard when you could wait for something that's way better and that yeah. works more easily. Um, and so that's kind of what I, I remind myself of and, um, mm. and just continue to look out for that person and, and wait for them. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, Andy, there are women who listen to this podcast. Surprisingly, actually I would say it's like equal parts. It's kind of been cool. Cause I didn't, I started this for men, um, and the 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 response that I've gotten from women being like, I didn't realize that men thought that way, and it changed mm. how I interact with my brother. It changes how I interact with my father. Like, I had That's a girl cool. who reached out and was like, I had a friend come on and talk about abuse, and just like he lived like a hell of a life, yep. and this girl's like, I was abused by a man. And I, from that day forward, every man that ever was a monster to me, like, I don't care who you were, you were a monster. Um, and she's like, but I watched your podcast and I realized that men are humans too. And I was like, 
Did not start this podcast for that reason, but praise God. Like, holy cow. Um, won't he do it? Won't he do it? And, like, but, like, I say that. Women, look at Andy. Look at him. He's so cute. Um, uh, What's your Instagram, Andy? Um, My Instagram is B-E-B-O, Bebo. That's my Bebo. family family nickname. And then okay. my last name, Garcia. Bebo Garcia. Oh, Bebo Garcia. And you run a podcast. Your podcast is called? <clears throat> it was It's Film School Dropouts. We haven't done it in a little bit, but there's some great stuff if you want to listen to it. There's some great stuff. I um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, enjoy it when it's when it's released. I, I subscribe to like four podcasts, and one of them is yours. Um, I'm pretentious with my podcast subscribe button. I don't want the notifications constantly. I'm like... Uh, but with that, subscribe to my podcast or you're yes. a hater. Um, yes. <laughs> Andy, what is some – there's one thing on your brain right now that you feel like you should share that. The Holy Spirit's mm. putting it on your heart and you're like, I didn't get to talk about that and I'd like to. What is that? Um, man, what I'm, what I'm really understanding the importance of right now is just like really good – community and support system um mm. i'm uh i've kind of had like a if you're gonna be you're gonna be mad that this is coming up towards the end but i've had like a very long battle with like pornography addiction and <clears throat> one of my best friends from arizona recently reached out and he's like hey i'm struggling with this and i'm like dude we need to do this together um and mm. so that's been really great um just you know just having like really good like talks about it and stuff and just not having that physically here and in like feeling lonely at times. And I like talk to some of my friends from, you know, like others, other States. I'm like, man, it's, it's so important. I'm, and I, and I kick myself for all the times I took that for granted, like, you mm. know, just being able to go to a friend's house or like meet up for, for dinner or whatever. Yeah. Um, but work, if you don't have it, work, work at keeping it, you know, like yeah. I, I, I've, I've made it such a priority to, to maintain my close friendships despite moving several times, despite being in different time zones, like make time for that because I don't think I would get through half the stuff that I go through if I didn't have that. Mm. And, um, the more intimately you let your support system know you and know your struggles, the more they can help you. Um, and that's, that's just kind of like something that I have really found the importance of kind of being more isolated than I was a year ago. Wow. So First of all, I'm not mad at you. Um, this is Holy Spirit led. There's a reason. Here's my initial thought: is like, I'm thankful that you didn't talk a whole lot about it because there's two things that just happened: a, you didn't give it power, and b, you recognize that it's there. So there, so men listening to this, women listening to this, like, because it's, pornography is not a woman men thing; it's a human thing. Yep. And um, I'm giving it more power than it needs to right now. But I say that only to say, like. Recognize that you're not alone in it. There's other people yep. that are. Um, totally. And that's all the power that it gets. Um, community is much more important. Community to me is, man, if we if we were to ever move, Jess and I have like dreamt about being like, what if we went here? And what if we went yeah. here? It's like, yeah, but then we'd leave our people. And like any place we'd consider going, it's like, okay, but who do we know there? Right. Like I'm not moving somewhere by myself and like, by ourselves like that just sounds it's hard yeah i can't and like yeah. it's to me community is i don't like denver i like the people in denver mm -hmm. so and and being someone who 
practicing what you like what you talk about is really hard. So like for me, it's it's easy to be knowledgeable. Be like, oh yeah, go to community, get community, go to life group, go to right. like. I don't I don't open up to a whole lot of people about things that I actually like. It's hard for me to. Um, I have a couple of people, and I, even recently, I've been like, okay, I'm gonna share some stuff with you. Um, but it's been great because they. Now people, I used to tell my wife, I was like, it's hard always asking people like how they're doing um, because I know all their stuff. I ask them the questions. Yeah. Yeah. So I can, I know what to ask. I was like, but nobody ever really asks me because A, it's not their fault because I don't tell them. They don't know what right. to ask about. And right. so opening up has opened other people, given them the opportunity to be good friends to me. Um and I don't practice what I preach. I don't practice. I, I, I should. And you are. And so even keeping long distance relationships is hard. But like mm-hmm. it takes, I would I would say if you're listening to this, like Andy first, thanks for bringing that up. Like yeah. um, if you listen to this, like build community, man, build. That's what uh, honestly <laughs> I've read um, that YouTube is a great place to build community. Um, I, yeah. I'm not joking. Like I, like I want I want I want to build a community of men um, where there are conversations like this that are normal. It's normalizing normal men talking about normal things. Yeah. We live in a dude. My I'm very serious about this. We live in a society that there is such oppression from spiritual principalities that deal in the realm of sexual temptation. Yeah. That that is a massive weapon in the enemy's arsenal. And I. <clears throat> I cover Arizona as part of my territory and every time I go to Arizona, the, the, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's no, like less clothing there or it's just a, like, it's hot. It's hot. Like they're like, I'm not, like, I'm just being real. Like I'm going down this next time and I'm, every time I go, I call my wife. I'm like, I hate it here. I hate it here. I've never been, I've never been to a strip club in my life. Like never been. I have no desire to go. I was driving down the highway and there was an advertisement for one and the enemy whispered him like you could go and Jess would never find out. Yeah. You're traveling. You could go. And I'm like, I hate it here. I want to go home. Yeah. So I, the, the next time I'm going to Arizona, I'm bringing my wife with me. Um, yeah. She, her and my daughter, I got, I got permission from my bosses. They're going to stay in the hotel with me and they're going to um, go hang out at the pool while I work. And I'm going to go home to them at the end of the night. And not because I've like ever acted on any of these temptations, but they're there. And like, I, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but all that to say, community is important. That just doesn't make go. sense at all. Um, community is important. I really feel dumb right now. I literally have no clue. I got. <laughs> I went on such a I was, tangent. I was ready for the connection. I went on yeah. such a soapbox just now. Oh, <laughs> it was practicing what you, we hate it, in Arizona. <laughs> we hate Arizona. Gosh, it's too hot. It's the worst. It's the worst. Um. It doesn't happen other places. It's literally Arizona. That place just sucks. Yeah. Um, God, my friends want to move there, and I'm like, I'm not moving there. Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. There's rattlesnakes and scorpions. I grew up in Arizona, and there, yeah. they, my mom had to put glass jars underneath my my crib so that the oh scorpions wouldn't climb up my my like my, oh my crib. Gosh. That's a real thing. And I'm like, I'm not gonna choose to live there. Um, that's, man, that's terrifying. Well. Andy, and now you're a father, so you really—that's like a real fear now. No, although I today I scared my daughter so bad, and I it was because I got scared. I had her sitting on the changing table, 
And I I turned around long enough. She's 16 months. I turned around long enough to go turn the light off. And I was going to like rock her to like give her her bottle and put her to sleep. I turn around and she's hanging on the the changing table, dangling her feet, going da-da. And I run over as she's dropping and I catch her and I'm like, I I didn't yell. I said, Benny, no. Yeah. No. And she looked at me immediately and yeah. just screaming. And I'm like, hopefully you don't do it again because you just almost fell on your face. Yeah. You little psycho tornado. <laughs> Um, oh, I love her so much. Um, man, I'm so thankful for you coming on. I, I, I'm thankful that you took the time. You worked with my crazy schedule. You wanted to do it earlier. It's nine, ten forty-five. There, nine forty-five, nine fifty-four, nine fifty-four. Um, and I, you wanted to do it earlier, and I was like, dude, I gotta put my daughter down. Can we can we push it back an hour? And then I got on and my camera wasn't working and then I got on and my mic wasn't working and then I had to go get a phone charger. And so thank you for putting oh, up with me. Um, it's a pleasure. Dude, it's an honor. You're amazing. I, I look forward to watching your movies um, oh. when you make them. Uh, thank you. This is a new thing. If you're watching this, click subscribe. Um, click the button. I think it's going to be somewhere in this somewhere area. <laughs> somewhere on this screen. <laughs> if you're listening to this, go check out the YouTube channel. It's just going to be under the Overdrink podcast. Um I would love for this to be a turning moment in terms of like man, I I don't put a whole lot into this podcast marketing wise. I'm not on social media. So the extent of me posting is I will post the Spotify thing that says share to Instagram. And I share it to Instagram on my story. Um, So if you listen to this, would you share it um, with someone who needs to hear it? Um, I I have dreams and visions for this podcast to be bigger than what it is right now. Um, I'm super grateful for what it is, but I I believe in the purpose of it and the mission of it. And um, yeah, there's people who need to hear Andy's story. There's people who need to hear the stories that are on this show um, because they're God's stories and they're, they're, they're testimonies and they, they combat shame and everybody everybody experiences shame. So um Amen. Andy you're my favorite. Uh, you, likewise, no, likewise. you're my favorite second generation Cuban that I know. <laughs> um oh. I can't think of another one that I know, so you are number one, but you're also my favorite I don't know I'm gonna say you're my favorite cinematographer. Cool. And if any of my cinematographer friends are listening, you're also my favorite cinematographer. Um, all right. Until next time. Peace.